Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to 2021. I'm assuming you haven't actually spoken with me in person yet when you're listening to this. So it's probably the first time you've heard me say that. If not, you know, a little extra welcome into this year isn't a bad thing. I think we're all reasonably happy to be leaving 2020 behind. All right, on to the show. We're going to be talking a little bit about the things I don't want to leave behind. I know everyone else is saying that this year was a total dumpster fire. And it's been difficult and all of that stuff, right? But I don't think it was a total dumpster fire. I think there's a lot of really good things that actually have come out of this insanely weird time that we've all been going through together. I mean, some of those things are pretty superficial, like wandering through Costco, not running into someone else's cart because they were limiting people. Same with Ikea, by the way. I didn't mind waiting 15 minutes in line to get into Ikea when the inside was a joy to walk through so much easier. You know that old joke everyone says that you know that your relationship's going to last if you can survive a Sunday afternoon in Ikea together? There's a reason that joke started. I like the new Ikea. I like the limited, socially distant Ikea so much better. Other things I like better that we can't solely because 2020 was weird, right? a ridiculously clean gym. Now, my gym always said that they had the goal of being the cleanest gym in America. So it was clean beforehand. It never smelled like sweat. It wasn't like that. But while I was there for the you know month and a half, I was able to go back before I closed down again. It was even more clean. I saw people coming by like every hour spraying things down. I have never felt more safe. Also, guaranteed spots in my favorite class at that gym because we had to sign in and register with an app so that they could keep track of who was where. I love that. I hope they keep that. Another thing I love, televisits for medical appointments. So I didn't know this until this year, but the reason they weren't allowing us to do televisits easily prior to 2020 was because insurance companies refused to pay doctors the same rate for a televisit as they did for an in-person visit. So that's what led to all the overcrowding. That's what led to doctors stacking patients and you ending up in the waiting room for 30, 45 minutes, maybe longer. I love televisits, and obviously there is a time and a place for an in-person consult, but when it's just basic stuff, when it's just going over a lab result, when it's just those fill-in kind of appointments, I think televisits are fantastic. No driving, no having to park. I'm an Oregonian, so no having to, you know, dip in running through the rain to the building. And we all get the same care that we need as a result. Let's keep that. Let's not let 2021 take that away from us. All right. Another thing I would love to keep as we move into 2021 is menus via QR codes. And specifically, the menu at one of my favorite local bourbon pubs, The Westgate. It's, oh, like 10 minutes from my house. They have two entire walls devoted to whiskeys and bourbons and scotches. And well, obviously, that's one of my favorite drinks. So what's not to love about a place like this? But Even though I've loved having the control of menus via QR code, you know, it's that type A and me coming out a little bit right there, I'll fully admit. Even though I've loved having that control, I've only managed to actually eat in person at the Westgate once in all this time period. I met up with a friend for drinks and appetizers there this summer, 
And while their food menu was entirely available, their whiskey menu had all the drinks listed, all the the brands and everything, but it didn't have their normal descriptors or categorizations of like the flavor profiles in that particular thing. So what happened is I ended up having a fantastic conversation with my server. I learned a whole bunch of new things about how they select the whiskeys that they carry in the Westgate. And I learned a new flavor profile of drinks. I love smoky drinks, for example. That's not what I learned. But I found some that aren't Scottish Isla PD drinks that still have a smoky flavor profile, but don't have the associated cost of traditional Scotch whiskey, for example. So that was really cool. It was something that never would have happened if they hadn't transitioned to QR code menus. So just one of the examples of cool things that happened in 2020 that wouldn't have happened if we didn't have to have changes, if we weren't forced to find new ways of serving our clients or even our audience, even if they aren't our clients yet. And one of the other things that happened as a result of this is that it led to us getting a smoker for cocktails, or at least me suggesting to my mom that she should get it for my husband. And I will fully admit, I have been the beneficiary of really good cocktails this last week because fun, I love this flavor profile. And now that I know how we can do it and which whiskeys and bourbons to buy as a base, we're getting really creative. My husband's bartending skills are definitely skyrocketing. And I mean, what's not to love about that, right? We're not going out. We may as well have fun at home. Now, if you think my whiskey choices don't have anything to do with you gaining clients online, think again. What do my buying habits have to do with your business? Growing a brand online, building your know, like, and trust factor, all of that? Uh, Everything. I mean, why I found that new drink? Because I had a really great conversation, built a relationship with my server. Why I like televisits? It makes more of an efficient use of my time. Why I like roaming Ikea without running into everyone? Well, that's just me being crotchety and not liking strangers of all sorts touching me and not paying attention, right? But all of those things came about because companies embraced new ways of being able to stay open and new ways of, yes, serving. Also, I already mentioned the cleanest gym in America, my gym that I only got to spend like a whole whopping six weeks at before we had to you know, close down and everything again. But I really like one of the things that they've done. They always said they wanted to be the cleanest gym in America, but they've taken it to complete next level. In those weeks that I was there, I did see employees spraying down things every hour on the hour or so. I mean, that's impressive, right? Doesn't it make you feel safe knowing that? They've also started sending out emails to their members telling what they're doing to keep the gym clean, telling how they're running policies and actually providing stats. Now, stats matter if you use them correctly. I want to throw that caveat in there, right? But they actually sent out emails and I'm going to pull it up right now because I don't want to say the wrong information here. But the email they sent out at the beginning of December was for data aggregated through November 30th. But they said that in my local club, they'd had 86,000 visits since they reopened in the summer, and they'd only received reports of one member and one employee testing positive for the virus, neither of which was transmitted at the actual club itself. So they said company-wide, their incidence rate of cases per visit is 0.000076. And in my local club, it was actually even better at 0.000023. So if I'm going to go to the gym, which I would desperately love to do for mental health reasons, it makes me feel safer, right? I have a better relationship with my gym knowing that they are putting Yes, their livelihood on the line, but also health and safety of their members 
is a huge consideration. So it's a win-win for both of us, right? It's not just them serving only for the other person. There is a win-win relationship here. And then again, going back to delight, I know that I had a whole episode on delight last month. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes, but there is always a way to delight your audience. And that's one of the reasons why I brought up the Westgate in particular. Like their food is good and their drinks are great. So I would go there again regardless. But we're not talking about just putting out a good product or a good service here. That is the minimum. Like that is the baseline. If you are listening to the show, I know that you have every intention and good plans about putting out a good level of service and product, but you want more. You want to do better. You want to serve more. You want to delight people. You want them to have a great interaction with you so that they become evangelists about your business. And I mean that in the best possible way. The Westgate's good. Like their drinks and and, and food, everything. It was really good. But reading through their menu was a delight. I actually pulled up a picture of it because I want to read something to you guys. Their happy hour menu actually says, you know, beverage purchase is required. Don't pretend you didn't read this. You know, it's like that little snarky little bit of extra, right? On their actual menu, it says, this is a menu. It is not a coaster. Get your drink off of it. What? Were you raised in a barn? They have items on their menu called like the chicken tit sandwich. Someone's sloppy sister. That's another sandwich. Obviously a messy one that leaks all over your hands, right? They have a salad called inconceivable. Obviously a, you know, princess bride quote there. But so many fun little things that you can gain just from reading their menu that make you laugh. Reading through a menu is a transactional kind of thing, but they also brought it to a level of delight. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. 2020 has shown us We don't have to just be transactional anymore. We can give people a great experience. You aren't going to hear me talk about every restaurant I go to. You are only going to hear me talk about the extra special ones here. They're the ones that have made such a memorable impact. They're the ones that I'm now basically rhapsodizing here on the show. And, And it's because they put that extra effort in. Now, they were doing that before 2020, but Again, we can't do in-person service right now, so I can't actually enjoy the wonders of the Westgate, but you better believe it will be one of the first places I go back to once we can be inside again because they've put the time and effort into that experience. And that's what I want all of us to take into 2021. Friends, if you have followed me this far, remember this. You would be surprised who's looking at you for inspiration. I'm pretty sure whoever put the Westgate together wasn't thinking, hey, we're going to end up on a brand strategist podcast as a great example of delighting your customers. Specifically, that was not their goal. But I do guarantee when they were putting that menu together and when they were naming menu items the femme fatale and inconceivable, they were thinking, hey, if people go for these menu items, they are our people. They are the people we like to hang out with and the people we want to be in our establishment. That is what branding is all about. That is what building an online presence that delights is all about. And when you put those things together, the branding, the online presence, that's how you get it to be profitable. When you've put thought into all the separate pieces and they all come together to create this great thing that people will then spend five or 10 minutes on a podcast talking about as a great example it all comes together really well. We went from me musing about the joys of a customer-limited Costco trip to, you know, the slightly randy menu read, and we culminated here and tying that all together as a way to inspire you to think differently about your business for 2021. 
we all have the opportunity to leave behind the things we didn't love about last year. And we also all have the opportunity to bring with us the things we did love about last year. And if you think about it, if you take a moment here and think about the things you did enjoy last year, I bet you can do some version of that in your own business. I would love to hear how you're going to do that. You can email me. My email address is sayhi at brittanygardner.com. You can message me on Instagram. You guys know how to find me there. I would love to hear what you are going to do to bring the good parts of last year into this next year. How are you going to increase it? How are you going to inspire other people to do the same thing? All right, guys, some food for thought. I hope your new year is off to a great start. See you next week. 